Check one, two, check one, two. What's up, everybody? We are back. Round two, week two of this season, the 2021-2022 wrestling season. It's off to a hot start. Uh, my name's Zach. That's Tyler. What's going on, Tyler? Not a whole lot. Good to be back. Yep. Last episode did pretty good. We did the whole DeSanto thing. Really wasn't yeah. that much bad feedback because I felt like we just kind of shot down the pipe, straight down the mm -hmm. pipe. Didn't try to get into the whole rumors too much. Just kind of explain to people what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be wrestling season again. And people are interested in these topics and getting views. So yep. <laughs> the views did pretty good. Pretty excited about it. This week, we got a, another good show. Some more drama. It happens to be around the University of Iowa again. Uh, we're going to talk about Campbell University. They got in uh, not really drama, but, you know, uh, uh, bad referee call which we try not to talk too much about referees and like being on officials we're, we're team officials uh you know we got friends and listeners that are officials and we want to make sure that uh you know we don't make their job any harder than it is then we have some more hawkeye stuff this should just be called the hawkeye pod hawkeye wrestling room podcast or something it's like been that heavy on the hawkeyes lately yeah um and then we have some patreon only topics so if you're a patreon member you get to watch the version that's a longer version of the show where we talk about two extra topics um so if you're not a patreon member you can subscribe down below click the link to our patreon three dollars and 99 cents a month uh the cheapest subscription in wrestling as far as i'm concerned as far as i know and uh you can watch us react to more things so um before we get into this episode we have to shout out you guys already know barbarian apparel the best in the business when it comes to wrestling team apparel custom apparel uh josh will hook you up and our guys caleb and our guy drew block so hit them up get your team suited and booted for this season they will make sure that you guys are looking right looking crispy as we say in the barber industry as you guys know i'm a barber and i've been a barber for seven years now so I know what crispy is. These guys will get you fresh. Go check them out. Also, above and beyond wash and seal. Speaking of being a barber, I recently decided that I'm going to leave the barber shop that I currently work at, and I'm opening up my own barber shop. And what did I need? I needed a brand new floor for this space, so I called up Trent at Above and Beyond Wash and Seal. Huge wrestling fan. Supporter of the show, friend of ours, just an all-around good human being. So hit up Trent at Above and Beyond Wash and Seal. And last but not least, I know a lot of you guys are either coaches or athletes or somewhat involved in this sport. Maybe you're just a fan. You guys have to have the best mat tape, and we have found it. It is spider mat tape. These guys are out of Ohio. Uh, our buddy Jared hit us up and uh we started talking about this thing this whole idea and there needed to be an improvement in, in matte tape so spider matte tape it is freshest the bestest the mostest i'm the hostess go check them out spider matte tape link down below all those things links down below go check them out all right tyler um topic number one go ahead so first off we have um the princeton and hawkeye duel was this past friday 
And there was a lot of talk about Pat Glory and Spencer Lee facing each other and whether Spencer would actually wrestle or not. And then when it came time, uh, Pat, there's a lot of talk about if Pat Glory made weight or if he didn't do it because Spencer wasn't going to be wrestling. But either way, he didn't wrestle either that night. Yeah. This actually dis- this actually goes back a little bit further, too. This goes back to the yeah. end of last season. Uh, Spencer Lee did not wrestle against Pat Glory in one of the duels. They've wrestled before. Um, mm. I, Spencer's won, I think, every time. Yeah. There's only been a couple times. But last year, he, he decided he wasn't going to wrestle against Pat Glory. Uh, you know, injuries and stuff, whatever it may be. He said he's not going to do it. So I remember Pat put out some tweets, kind of not really directed at Spencer, but just directed at the 125-pound weight class in general, saying, mm-hmm. you know, it was weak and this and that. And and I think, there, I think there actually was some stuff directed at Spencer, if I do remember correct. Now that I'm saying that, I think I'm getting that wrong. I think he did direct it a little bit because it, it, that's kind of what brought up this whole, like, ducking situation, right? Right. So now they're supposed to wrestle. This is, you know, this past Friday. And it comes out pretty early on in the week that Spencer Lee was not going to be wrestling. They put out the yeah. probable lineup card, and he was not on there. It was uh, Jesse Ibarra. And so we kind of knew, but it was, like, probable, right? It wasn't for sure. I don't – they had the probable lineups by, like, Wednesday, and Spencer wasn't even mentioned, so I don't know – why he was in the topic at all. I feel like he right. It wasn't like it was out. It wasn't like it was Jesse Ibarra and, and or or Spencer Lee, right? Yeah. It was just pretty much him. So I right. think we kind of knew then and there. That's how I took it. Yeah. And I think that's probably how most people took it. However, comes uh what day was that? So Friday, yeah. uh Cody Goodwin puts out a tweet and uh if you want to pull that up on the switch or two. He puts up uh, this tweet, and uh, what's that say? Hearing that Pat Glory did not make weight tonight, that would mean Jesse Ibarra gets a forfeit at 125 to start the duel. Yeah, so that pretty much sent, you know, uh, wrestling Twitter into a little bit of a frenzy. I think we put our little two cents in. I made a joke, which I actually found out that uh, I basically had the same exact tweet that Jagger did. But his was two minutes earlier. That. I didn't yeah. know that. I messaged him and I was like, and I actually saw it the next day and I messaged him like, dude, we said the same tweet. What's funny is the part that I left out that he put up uh, about like ultimate troll job. I actually had that in my original tweet and I deleted it because I was like, ah, I'm just, I don't think I need to say it. I think people are going to understand it. Yeah. So we would have had the pretty much the exact word for tweet, word, word, for yeah. word. <laughs> and instead, you know, I ended up copying it anyways. I didn't know it. So I messaged him and he was laughing about it. Um, but I put up uh, that Iowa should spend, should send Spencer Lee out to take the forfeit. I thought that would have been funny. Um, and then in that whole thing, let's see. I'm trying to find where the actual drama went down. So there was all of these, you know, back and forth about if missing the weight is the case or not. And it really was just all talk until uh, Coach Ayers. Is that correct pronunciation? Ayers. Ayers. Yeah, so he put out a, a tweet. Kind of subtweeting people that were saying that Pat Glory was ducking him. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's defending his guy, right? He's the head coach at Princeton. And so he says, a lot of inf- a lot of misinformation out there. To be clear, we prepared for one guy, Spencer Lee. He wasn't going to weigh in, so we didn't weigh in. End of story. Uh, that is where it started getting to, you know, that's where the opinions started coming in. Yeah. 
Um, that's everything that we actually know, right? And then I did want to pull up another tweet. So there's 22 quote retweets. A lot of people, you know, uh, Will Ferrero says, you know, I don't believe you. All this, you know, Pat Minio weighed in, actually siding with Princeton. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into that in a little bit, too. I said, you know, we're going to break this down, which we're doing right now. And uh, I'm trying to pull up. Okay, this guy, James Kelly. So James Kelly at James Kelly HWC, which is Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Uh, he actually runs a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym, Citadel. Shout out to them. Um, and, you know, he's got Hawkeye Wrestling Club in his bio, too. He's, a, he's definitely, like, a huge supporter of them. I, he might have wrestled there, too. I can't remember. I tried mm -hmm. to look it up. I couldn't find it. But uh, clearly involved within the program to some extent, right? He tweets... Yeah. Glory was a half pound over 25 minutes from weigh in time, was in the arena starting to cut at two at 250 p.m. Cut for three hours, went and checked his weight three times trying to get down and didn't make it, as the great Paul Harvey used to say. Now you know the rest of the story. Good day. So that got a lot of likes and a lot of retweets. I don't know if this guy was there. Right. He seems to be credible just from how specific this story was right you guys yeah. can choose to believe whatever you choose to believe i'm not trying to convince anybody of uh of w believing one way or another i'm just trying to point out kind of the direction that i think this this thing went and mm -hmm. you know this james kelly dude has a pretty specific if it, let's say he's lying it's a pretty specific it's, lie yeah, it sounds very firsthand it yeah. sounds very firsthand or or uh yeah, it sounds like it came from somebody that was in there, but yeah. who knows? He could have just, it could have been total fabrication, but or, with how public yeah. it, this guy is, it's not like it's this anonymous account or anything like that. It's a guy who put his name on there. Uh, you know, there's there's more people quote retweeting it, kind of um, agreeing with them, which doesn't mean anything. I know like the Hawkeye Wrestling Club or the Hawkeyes in general have a pretty strong mob, and uh, you definitely don't want to be on the other side of that. But let's just talk about, you know, if you're Coach Ayers, Ayers, how would you I, – I don't blame him for defending his guy, but my thing is you, he didn't need to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't really – like who – like uh, Sebastian Rivera tweeted this too, which we'll get into that too. But he uh, tweeted something like, you know, the coaches don't care about your opinions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. This coach seemed like he cares. He probably cared a little bit. And, you know, I, I don't blame him. We've been on that side yeah. of things where people on the Internet want to say this and that. And right. especially if if what they're saying is true and, and he he didn't weigh in or whatever, whatever they yeah. said, then you're not going to be too happy about it either. If, if it's if if your side of the story is true. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, like after he put that out, I was like. Okay, that makes perfect sense. But then after so did I. James Kelly tweeted it, and some people made other good points, like like it being clear by Wednesday that he wasn't gonna be Lee wasn't gonna be wrestling. So why would you fly from like Princeton all the way there if you're only preparing for one guy? I thought that's kind of valid, but also you know, I, first of all, let me say this. Let me actually back Princeton up a little bit because they're probably right now thinking that I'm not on their, in their side, <laughs> um, even though I don't have a dog in a fight. I totally get why they wouldn't wrestle Ibarra. Yeah, yeah. Because their eyes is like, okay, you don't want Spencer to wrestle our guy because either he's injured. That's that's the first option, right? The second mm -hmm. option is Pat's really good 
he could get a win over Spencer because Spencer is injured. He's got the ACL issues. I think mm. it's pretty well documented that he's probably not going to wrestle very much this year. I personally yeah. don't know this, but I personally don't think he's going to wrestle anybody that's ranked in the top 10 unless until like Big Ten. Yeah, time. I really season. don't. I don't uh-huh. think he's going to wrestle anybody. He's going to wrestle in the Iowa State. Deal. He'll come out right. there and probably wipe the floor with our guy. But um, I personally don't think Spencer Lee is going to wrestle anybody in the top 10 before uh, March. No, probably not. And but but l- let me finish this point. Ibarra has nothing to lose against Pat Glory. Yeah. And honestly, if they did wrestle Pat Glory against Ibarra, then they have a ton. They have you know more film on him. They have uh, a guy in their room who's felt glory and stuff mm-hmm. like that right so like there really wasn't a lot for spencer to gain to wrestle in this and then also if you're glory yeah. right if you're mm-hmm. glory and princeton why would we send our guy out there to wrestle your backup who's also a, a good wrestler yeah. but like there's no like that's not gonna help a win over jesse bar is not gonna like help glory's right. case in down the road no you're just so, gonna get scouted right yeah. so both these parties are both kind of like you know, sucks for the fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It sucks that we're not getting the number one versus two ranked guys yeah. wrestling each other. Yeah. But I also understand why they wouldn't wrestle them. Uh huh. I mean, is it valid that they could have had at least a backup at 125 as well that could have wrestled, or is that just like beside the point? Well, that's what's confusing to me is they didn't bring a backup with them. Yeah. Like, you would think that before this duel came about that they would have been like, hey, if Spencer doesn't wrestle, we're going to bring her back up. Now, I don't know how, like, traveling goes, and I don't know what the roster looks like. I don't know who the backup Mm -hmm. is. But, yeah, that to me tells me that they – they. that to me tells me that they are going to send – that Pat was going to go out and wrestle Jesse Ibarra. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. The fact that you didn't bring anybody and you lost – What's funny to me, though, is there's also this uh, theory or narrative that Iowa was going to do some gamesmanship because Iowa does do this where they like they'll, they put a lot of like oars mm-hmm. in the in the lineup and they'll send like a different guy out, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, when Iowa and Iowa State wrestled, Sam Stoll wasn't going to wrestle. There's an oar, right, oh, and yeah, then they sent yeah. him out. So so yeah. Iowa does do a little bit of a game gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I keep keep burping. But I don't think that this duel was going to ever, like, you know what I mean? It was never, like, going to be that close of a duel that oh, they were going to no. need, need to, like, use their, their you know, hide their cards to right. plot against Princeton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody was just really looking forward to the lead glory thing. I feel like that was the highlight of it, which kind of turned out not to be with the heavyweight. But, the he- yeah. yeah, that's no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shout out to Garbino, Dale Garbino. Um. Yeah, I mean that was pretty much that was pretty much it. I mean we're not really bringing anything to the tables that you guys didn't know. We're just kind of lining up what all was going on and what all was said. Our guy Pat Minio went off <laughs> the deep end <laughs> with this one. Yeah, he's been having a heyday with all the Hawkeye news lately. I uh, know. I tried <laughs> to get him on the show today. It didn't work out. I think he's gonna come on next week or the week after. But you know, he. he I'll say this. Pat is not afraid of the Hawkeye mob or whatever you want to call them. And there really hasn't been a lot of people throughout the years that have been willing to go toe-to-toe with them. Yeah. I thought it'd be hilarious because he he put in the restroom like, uh, I got to go to Iowa sometime. And I was like, dude, you come to the Iowa State duel? 
that'd be, you know, you know what I'm saying? In terms right. of like viralness, if we had Pat Mini on, on one <laughs> side and then we had the Maryland heckler, if we put him in all like red and gold. Yeah. Where, where did the Maryland heckler come into this picture? Uh, well, if you guys remember when I interviewed the Maryland heckler, like really stupid early on, like yeah. basement days, he was in there and I was talking to him because, uh, and I was like, I asked him a question about, there was one NCAA tournament that he went to where he was like stuck to his seat. Cause normally what he does is he just, there's eight mats at NCAAs. Mm. He'll go around the arena and just try to find a seat closest to whatever Maryland wrestlers up at the time. And there was one NCAA tournament where he was stuck and like he, they would, they kept like basically kicking him out of those sections. Yeah. And so I asked him like what the deal was. Cause they've always been cool with him. Like, you know, roaming around, milling around and stuff. Uh-huh. And he thinks that Terry brands, uh, Terry or Tom Brands like snitched on him basically to whoever and then shut it down because I think it was like I think it was Bobby Telford and like Spencer Moore whoever their heavyweight was at the time mm. they had like a close match and the Maryland heavyweight like upset the Iowa yeah. heavyweight and he like and he in the thing. Maryland heckler's <laughs> mind he thinks that Brands and then we're like blaming the heckler for why the kid like i don't know yeah, like why you, yeah. you guys can go back and watch really it know. i think he also said in the interview like i was gonna place eighth <laughs> yeah, national yeah. tournament or something and, and yeah and they won yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah but I, i'm with it though you know i was i was in there saying like <laughs> yep i agree with you even though yeah. it's kind of bizarre but my thought process is as a iowa state fan if i was going to i would only bring pat minio to like almost be like you know like like support iowa state like mm-hmm. uh like go back at him or whatever. Like he's going right. to be there in the crowd. And then the thought process of the Maryland Hecker was like when, when Charles Barkley flew the Maryland heckler out to heckle Michael Jordan so they could beat Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. So I'm, yeah. you know, they're playing checkers. I'm playing chess yeah. with the heckler. And many <laughs> I think it would it be, have been awesome. I think it would have yeah. fired, but then you guys can go read that thread. Uh, shout out to Jeff. Did you see what he said? No. Uh, uh-uh. He said, um, let me see if I can pull it up. It wasn't in our little docket. But he said, like, this thread is... Because I, I put out the tweet saying I'm going to bring the Pat Minio and the Marin Heckler with me. He, mm. he quote retweeted and put, like, this thread is, like, the most Iowa thread I've ever seen. <laughs> because if you go through that thread, when I say that... Uh, it, a nice, it gets dark quick, guys. It gets dark <laughs> really fast. And I tweeted, I was like, yeah, that tweet did not go as planned. <laughs> No, no, not at all. It went off the rails pretty quick. Yeah, I don't think uh, Pat's going to be coming. No, I mean, he already said, like, in that same thread, like, well, I don't think I'm going to make it out anymore once, <laughs> yeah. once it got rolling. It got real not fun real fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was – go check it out, guys. Just go check it out. <laughs> all right. Um, You know, we like to talk about things that – are like controversial things that uh you know you and me probably really enjoy but we might not be proud of some might call it toxic sometimes yeah. like some things that we talk about i could i think it's fair to say that sometimes mm. it can get a little dicey yeah but i want to start a new segment on the show and the fans can get involved or the listeners supporters the haters whatever they can get involved and I want to do like one feel good story of the week. Yeah. I haven't even brought this up to you. I want to do like one, one thing that like, it could be a clip. It could be an old clip. It could be a new clip. It could be whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, we'll take submissions. People can say 
you know, what they feel like should be the whatever clip of the week. But this week, I will start it off with this video of Clarissa Chun is now the head wrestling coach for the women's program at the University of Iowa. Yep. So if you're a Hawkeye fan and you think that I'm hating on you guys this episode, I'm about to give you guys major props because this was freaking awesome. It got me goosebumps sitting at my house, being Mm -hmm. able to watch this. Uh, How long is the clip of the video? It's like... It's 45 seconds. Okay, we're going to play the whole clip. Uh, this is Clarissa Chun before... Actually, I think it's halftime of the Iowa-Princeton duel. And they bring her out in front of a very... I think it was like 12,000 people were at this yeah. duel, something like that. And you can see you can see what happens next. Yeah. get all that yep so that makes you feel good that shows you that the fans show up in person they buy the tickets Mm -hmm. they actually care about this women's program i think it proves that they're going to make huge i mean it's already kind of known that they're going to be probably the biggest thing in wrestling especially women's wrestling um the year that they start which i think is 2023 24 something like that yeah i think it's 23 but this is going to show, you know, all the girls that are going to end up wrestling there. Like, this is the mm-hmm. support that you have. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't even really know how to react. React. You could tell she was taken back by it all, too. That's what I loved yeah. about it. It was a very genuine reaction. Yeah. Almost like she didn't even know that. Right. Uh, she was covering her face at first. I think, you know, most of the time that they have, like, some sort of halftime show at wrestling things, like, dudes are, you know, going to the bathroom, drinking beer and stuff like that. They're not really paying mm. attention to what's going on. They, she, got a, she got their attention at like the most like least paid attention to part of an evening of a yeah. wrestling duel meet. A standing ovation. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also that picture that I put in there at the uh, at Kennick where she looks like she got another standing ovation. So that's one thing about the the Hawkeyes that I'll say and I've said this before. You guys know I'm an Iowa State fan. You guys know you know where I where I align with what team I cheer for. It's you know, look Right there, the GOAT. But I will say this about the Iowa Hawkeyes. And if you're not from Iowa, you probably won't get it. But the, you guys want to know how they were able to pull off the grapple on the gridiron. You guys are wondering how they're able to pull off buying season tickets and this and that. The Iowa Hawkeyes, their fans, no matter, like all of their fans, not just the Iowa Hawkeye wrestling fans, all of their fans, like just mm. your common, like just Hawkeye fan. Yep. They buy tickets and they support every sport. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter what it is. And then the fact that I was really good, it helps, but they're, that's how they're able to do all this because they're able to, they're able to promote their program outside of just wrestling fans. Right. Yeah, exactly. They can pull everybody in. I have clients and 
friends and stuff that are very well aware to like a very deep level of Iowa wrestling that transcends just like, oh, Spencer Lee's good, or oh, I know who Dan Gable is. Like mm-hmm. they're like talking about this Pat Glory thing, or they're talking about the the Santa wrestling at the freaking Luther Open. Right. Like yeah. they care about Iowa wrestling when they really pay attention and then they also buy the tickets and stuff like they that. Show up. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see, you know, if they're able to like do the same with the with the women's wrestling and how that's gonna shake out. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that they will. I think it'll definitely translate the same. I think as soon as they as soon as they bring in Oklahoma State or Penn State and they have a program as well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the most attended female sport in college sports. Oh, for sure. I think so. And did I see something about Oklahoma State maybe getting into the process of it, or am I making that up? Everything that I've heard is that they're, like, the front runners for, like, the next big program. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I saw something. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the feel-good story of the week. That was a good one. I liked it. Yeah. Then. All right. The third and final thing. So, I have it labeled on our little docket as Campbell gets screwed again. If you guys remember, Josh Heil at the uh, NCAA tournament last year got screwed when he was wrestling. I think it was Boo Llewellyn. And um, they basically, I can't remember exactly what happened, but they put seven seconds back on the clock, which shouldn't have happened. It was, I think that what happened, okay, I remember what happened. They went out of bounds and there there was seven seconds left and so they bring it back to the middle and they go to wrestle and the timer didn't start right so they had to go back and they redid it they redid the seven seconds and it basically screwed josh Howe because he ended up getting taken down now shout out to boo luan he you know he went out there and did what he had to do um so it's really nothing against him but what happened here is this weekend, I don't know what tournament it was, but it was a Campbell wrestler against what I believe is a Virginia wrestler at 184 pounds. And they had 14 seconds left on the clock. Excuse me. I don't know what is going on. I just had dinner, so I keep I keep burping or having the hiccups. I'm not your exactly sure. reflux is out of control right now. <laughs> it's out of control. I had Wahlburgers, and I just can't stop freaking burping it up. Anyways, there's 14 seconds left on the clock. They get into some sort of scramble situation. The referee, the side official, the way it was explained, calls the referee over and says, hey, you need to call them, call him for, for stalling, right? Because he you know, went below the hips. He grabbed the leg. Right. Usually that's a five count and then a stall call, right? So they, they, they talk or whatever, and I think it was reviewed, and, and uh, they ended up saying, like, yeah, there was a stall call. He, w- he did hold on to the legs for five seconds, and uh, that is a stall call, which ended up giving it a point mm-hmm. and um, tied the match up. It was like a match-changing call. Yeah. Well, it was pointed out in the rule book. I think we have a rule book explanation here. The one that I sent you, the second one, right? And so how I was talking to somebody about this thing was because this is a scramble situation and not just him dropping down to a leg that they do not, that that this would not mean that it is a stall call. This is now what's called a stalemate. Yeah. (laughs) Love that name. Um, But this would be called a stalemate and not a stall call, which would 
basically just put them back in the referee's position. They'd start back over. But what's crazy is it's the same thing as the Josh Howell thing where they just put seven seconds back on the clock. They didn't do the runoff oh, thing, right? Man. Uh-huh. They put four, They went and put 14 seconds back on the clock again. Mm-hmm. So the kid yeah. gets a point, and then he also gets this, this 14 seconds back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the kid lost. I'm not sure. I can't. I'm not sure. I didn't have that. We, uh, we have the video. Are we want to show Yeah, it? go ahead and play the video. The, okay. the tweet got taken down. Um, I'm not sure why, but let's put up that uh, video. Okay. There's no sound, but she will show it. Turn that towards me, and maybe I can provide some commentary. So he, so yeah, I don't know how long is this video exactly. A little over a minute. All right, we can watch it. So look right here. They're not. He's not just dropping down to the leg to stall, right? He's dropping down, and it's a stale, It's a scramble position here, right? Go ahead. And go. Can you pause that real fast? I'm gonna go ahead and read what this says. In referee, this is from the rule book. In referee position, the wrestlers are in a scramble situation. As you see, they both have each other. The defensive wrestler initiates the action by moving one or both hands down below the buttocks of the offensive wrestler onto one or both legs. As you see, the offensive wrestler's only counter move is to move one or both hands down below the buttocks of the defensive wrestler onto one or both legs. Does the referee begin a five-second verbal count on the offensive wrestler? Question mark. So... That is the thing, right? So they're talking about, you know, when you do drop down below the legs, they count mm. one, two, three, four, five, and then at the end of five, then it's stalling calls, right? right. This says no, the referee would not begin a five second count on the offensive wrestler as the defensive wrestler initiated the action by dropping down below the offensive wrestler's buttocks first. And the only option for the offensive wrestler was to secure one or both of their hands down below the buttocks of the defensive wrestler onto one or both legs. As we see, the referee shall allow wrestling action to continue as the wrestlers work to improve their position or until neither wrestler can improve their position, as you see, at which time the referee may call a stalemate, not a stall call. Yes, yes. Second year. In, well, now, this is not nearly at the level of Josh Howe. This isn't at the mm-hmm. away tournament. I'm not sure what tournament they're even at, and I'm not sure like if it was a finals match or what round it was, but regardless, it's crazy to me. And I, Again, mm-hmm. I, we're very pro officials on this show. Um, without them, we wouldn't even be able to have matches and stuff right Mm -hmm. but the same it's just the the same thing the same type of screw job as josh heil because they put the seconds back on the clock clearly was a wrong call i was told by somebody that was there that you know the coaches at campbell did argue the call and told them this and you know it's just i guess just part of the business wasn't there? Didn't they make an official rule change for this situation? Yeah, I don't too? remember what the actual people are calling it. The Josh Howe rule. They're doing yeah, that saying yeah. there's two Howe rules now because Dean Howe. They say that there's a right. rule after him as well. Uh, but to me, it's like you got the other official. Like at first, it wasn't called right. Mm-hmm. Then they go and the other official, like the side official, comes over and like basically like corrects him. Yeah, but he was wrong. Yeah, which. I don't know. In the video, you don't really get to see all of that, so it's a little confusing to follow, but yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we don't normally talk about that kind of stuff, but as far as drama goes, to me, it's like I just thought it was funny. Not funny, but it's just wild that it happens at the same school twice. Yeah, yeah. I for sure agree. All right. If you guys are watching this, if you want to watch the rest of the episode, scroll down, subscribe to our Patreon, $3.99. All that money helps us improve the show. We are going to go on trips and such and such. So all that gets invested back into this and we're able to keep this thing going. So we're going to talk about AJ Ferrari and Hamzat Shamayev and Jack Hermanson's match, freestyle match in an octagon uh, when we return. (laughs) 